Welcome back to the Comeback Drive with myself, Sam, and my good friend, Jake. Jake's going to kick us off with what we're talking about this week. So this week, uh, we are going to be talking about the draft, of course. Um, however, we're going to be measuring up how the actual draft measured up towards our uh, mock draft that we did last week. So we're going to see how well we did at predicting who's going to go where. Um, but first, of course, it's time for the jingle. Jake has just said uh, we are going to compare our own mock drafts to the actual draft that happened. There were some picks that were nailed on. We knew perfectly well that they were going to go where they were going to go. And then there were some surprises in place. So I'm quite excited to compare our mock draft to the actual one, Jake. Um, yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars, first overall pick. They uh, went with Trevor Lawrence. I don't think that's a surprise. I think both yourself and me had uh, him locked in at number one. Absolutely. I mean, there was no way he was going anywhere else, was he? I mean, phenomenal quarterback out of Clemson. I think it's no surprise to anyone that he got picked. He was the first um, overall pick of the draft. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they were saying he's a once in a generation quarterback. Um, like when the analysis, uh, you know, w- watching his tape and watching his games throughout college, like the last person that they've compared it, uh, compared him to was Andrew Luck, who obviously went. Uh, number one overall to the Colts in yeah. what I say 2012 I could could be wrong with that um, but um, I'm excited to see how he does uh, except for twice a year um, when he plays us as, as the <laughs> uh, at the Titans but um, I I watched him in college obviously because like I say I watched a bit of college ball I saw him in the national championship game uh, against uh, Alabama where he absolutely you know blew him out of the water beating uh, Tua Tungvaloa as well um, so uh, our division has the NFC as well. Uh, sorry, the AFC uh, North is uh, yeah. So Trevor Lawrence versus Tour again. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, and I mean phenomenal quarterback aside. Um, I don't think you've got anything to worry about personally when you you come up against them twice this season. Um, the rest of the team is still the Jacksonville Jaguars, so I think you're probably going to be all right. Yeah, it's it's one of those. So like looking, I mean, we're only analysing the first round of this draft, but like some some yeah. of our other selections were like, okay, I might be not not worried, but like they've got some like good players going in this draft. Uh, they do, they do, but I still think this season you've got nothing to worry about. Next season, they might put up a bit more of a fight. I think that once they've worked through their teething problems, once they've worked through getting used to how they play. Um, then they're going to be a bit more formidable. But this season, I think you're probably going to be all right still. Well, we will we'll certainly see what happens, won't we? Um, yeah. Let's just move on. New York Jets, who did you have down going number two overall? Um, so I had Zach Wilson, the quarterback out of BYU, um, which is exactly who was picked. Um, I mean, I said it last week, after training Sam Darnold earlier in the offseason, like, they needed a quarterback. Um, and, I mean, with Trevor Lawrence already gone, who else are you going to pick up next? Yeah. Um, I, I didn't pick um, Zach Wilson. But I, I think, yeah. as I said last week, it wasn't because I didn't think he was going to go second overall. Like I, th- I think because I saw so many analysts say, Zach Wilson, like he's definitely the second overall. I sort of 
tried to sort of shake up my mock draft a little bit, and I went with Justin yeah. Fields. But I mean, it again, it's like you say, the analyst said Zach Wilson's going, and obviously he did go uh, second overall. Although I still think yeah. Justin Fields would have been not a surprising pick if it had gone for him, but they'd have been like, okay, we've still got a decent quarterback here, uh, one for the future, definitely. But um, Zach Absolutely, Wilson, yeah. after you know a really good season at BYU, like some of his, I, I saw some of his tape uh, and pro day stuff, and like some of the like throws where he's on the run, which is is, is notoriously difficult to do. Like, and he he was mm-hmm. hitting uh, hitting the receivers right in the middle of the numbers on the chest. So um, it's yeah, interesting to see how the Jets do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, I don't think the Jets are going to be a threat to anyone this coming season, but. Um, you know they've they've picked up Zach Wilson. Let's let's hope to see them do better. Uh, who did you have in at number three for the San Francisco 49ers? So um, for myself, I went and picked Mac Jones just because I'd heard mm-hmm. a few rumors about uh, Shanahan likes uh, a pocket passer and um, and Mac Jones is one of the you know the better pocket passers uh, quarterbacks that were in college football last year. So um, that, that's why I slid him in there. Um, yourself? Uh, I had Justin Fields in here. Um, like you had him in number two, I had him in number three. Um, obviously, both of us uh, were, were wrong in this one um, as the 49ers picked up Trey Lance out of NDSU. Um, not a surprising pick, to be fair. Um, Trey Lance is, is a great quarterback he's shown some amazing promise uh that arm is ridiculous um and his ability to move around i mean great choice for the 49ers yeah i mean i certainly wasn't surprised to see him go uh third overall um uh it's like i said i thought it would be mac jones but when trey lance went yeah. there uh, it's a bit like okay he had a solid pro day i mean i think you even messaged me one day like oh god have you seen his pro day it's absolutely fantastic he was slinging balls yeah. left right and center mm. and was absolutely phenomenal um and i i i think the idea is he's probably going to sit behind um um jimmy garoppolo for a year and then sort of take over the reins from there or maybe they, sure. they sort of bring him in halfway through the season we'll, we'll have to see because garoppolo's still a good quarterback but he's been injured uh, over the last couple of seasons so absolutely, definitely have yeah. to see um what what happens in that division? So it's, it's a very competitive division that um, NFC uh, West. So yeah, um, I, I think it would maybe be slightly unfair to throw him in against Matthew Stafford um, and the the other quarterbacks in the division. Russell Wilson, obviously. Sorry, I don't know how I could forget his name. There. <laughs> uh, Kyle For sure, Murray yeah, as well. it's, it's it's a tough division to be in, but um, a phenomenal secondary. I think he's. Uh, I think we're going to see him play quite a bit this season. As you say, there's there's those injuries that are, have the potential to rear their head again this coming season. But um, yeah, I'm excited to see how he does. I, I think I, I'm good. I'm going to say that I'm just going to preface this with I'm going to say that about all of the the recently drafted um, rookies this season because I think I don't, I don't think I've seen one that I've thought, wow, he's he's got some potential. Like he's going to do great in the NFL. I think all of them have, have got some great potential, but. Um, obviously, these these opening quarterbacks, the opening uh, tight ends and wide receivers from round one, I, I, in particular, I'm looking forward to seeing. But, but yeah, hmm. number four overall, Atlanta Falcons. I put down Carl Pitts. I think you put down Carl Pitts. 
and um, I um, didn't. I had did Penay Sewell in there. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, of course. From the Oregon Ducks. Yeah. I had him um, at, at number four. I actually had Kyle Pitts all the way down at number seven, actually. Um, oh, with Detroit, yeah, I remember. You, yeah. You I called remember. it. Yeah, you called it. Uh, Kyle Pitts to the Atlanta Falcons. That's exactly what happened. Um, not a surprise, as I said um, last week, mm. with... Um, the Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator, um, Arthur Smith, going over to Atlanta. He utilised the Titans really well. It, yeah. Well, in run blocking for Derrick Henry, but also cast, uh, pass catching, not cast patching. That's not a word. Um, and, yeah, exactly the pick they needed to to help that offence out. Um, I, I did think maybe they could go up and get one of the big cornerbacks that were in the division, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, in the draft, um, because th- their defence last season was notoriously bad. But adding offensive weapons for Matt Ryan definitely helps. And he- he's one of, the, like, I-, I-, I even said it on draft night, he's the highest tight end to ever be drafted uh, in yeah. uh, in any of the drafts going number four overall. But, I mean, when you when you see his tape and when you see what he's done yeah, to Yeah, yeah, he Gators, absolutely deserves it. Um but yeah, so I'll let you speak a bit about it because obviously I know you picked uh, Penne so well. Yeah, so uh, like you said, with the, with the cornerback, I thought, um, well, I mean, Penne Sowell is an offensive tackle, isn't he? But um, I thought that we were going to see Penne Sowell go a bit higher than he did. Um, I, as I say, I, th- I think their, their defence and even their O-line needed a bit of um, shoring up last season because, I mean... Um, as you say, Matt Ryan's he's he's still got his arm, he's still got his 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 talent. I think is is all still there. He was still racking up the points last season. Um, they just couldn't keep the lead that he gave them. Um, so so getting another offensive weapon is is absolutely something that would do great for the the Falcons because they had no trouble stacking up points in the first place. But it, you know initially <laughs> but sometimes they had a few few difficulties stacking them up in the second half so um having a great tight end in there to aid in that is is a good move for atlanta um as i said i i thought they maybe would have gone for somebody for the arrow line somebody for their defense or even uh, a future quarterback um but I think Kyle Pitts is is a great pick. I mean, as you say, watching his tape, there's no denying the talent there. He is phenomenally good. Um, I think again, that's another word we're going to be using a lot. Phenomenal this this podcast, but um, yeah, great pick for the Falcons. Cincinnati Bengals. Who did you have them picking at number five? Um, so I had them picking the wide receiver out of LSU, Jamar Chase. Um, and who did you have? I had Jamar Chase as well. Yeah, um, I, I mean, both of us came up tops there. Uh, they they did select Jamar Chase uh, out of LSU. Um, and, I mean, I don't think anyone was particularly surprised. Um, he was a great replacement for AJ Green. Um, and he's just a phenomenal wide receiver. So, I, I'm, you know, when, when that came up, neither of us were particularly surprised, I don't think. No, I, I think for me, it... There was two choices for Cincinnati there. It was either Jamar Chase or Penny Sowell. Um, obviously, yeah. they passed on Penny Sowell um, and went, went with Jamar. And it, <laughs> have you seen all the memes online where it's sort of like um, Joe Burrow's second uh, ACL? And it's it's the Ralph Wiggum um, meme from the Simpsons no, movie where those. he's chuckling like, <laughs> I'm in danger. Um, because obviously, 
they need help on the O-line. Uh, but they brought over a few Absolutely. they brought over a few people. I mean in uh it must have been two yeah, two years ago now they drafted uh one of the tackles out of Alabama, whose mm-hmm. name is escaping me at the moment, who's I think also torn his ACL and he was injured all of last season or the season before. Um so I could potentially um if if they went with Pennyswell, I could see them moving the tackle uh, to guard and having Penny Swell out on the left hand side, and that would have been really great. But then yeah. they would have still had issues at wide receiver. Um, so it's it's not surprising they've gone with Jamar Chase. He had twenty touchdowns in the um, uh, college national championship per win mm-hmm. season for the LSU Tigers. So it's not surprising to get Joe Burrow back with uh, yeah, back with Jamar. Yeah, sorry. and I, no, I think I did actually say. Um last week in the mock that uh, they, they would choose Jamar Chase assuming that Sewell had already gone um, but they they did take Jamar Chase over Sewell because obviously he hadn't gone um, at this point in, in the actual draft but um, but yeah I, I, as I say it was another needed position and and he's going to do great things for the yeah. Bengals they've both gone from the Bayou Bengals which is the LSU's nickname Bayou's in uh, Louisiana Mm-hmm. And obviously LSU Tigers, Bengals, so Bayou Bengals to Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Number six, Miami Dolphins. Uh, so I had um, Devontae Smith, uh, the wide receiver out of Alabama, um, assuming that Jamar Chase had already gone, which of course he had already gone, um, but I still didn't quite nick it there who did you have at number six with the dolphins i i had them taking the heisman trophy winner as well in devonta smith um but yeah. they they didn't they didn't take him they they took his alabama wide receiver teammate in jalen waddle um the only reason i can think for this is he's slightly more explosive he's slightly quicker a bit taller yeah. as well i think than uh, devonta um, yeah, I think so. A couple of inches. And even coming out, uh, coming off of the ankle uh, injury uh, with Jalen Waddle, apparently at number six, they said that he was the one that they wanted to take at number six, whether Jamar Chase was still on the board or not. Obviously, they're going to say that. Like, if Jamar was there, would they have taken him? You just, you just don't know. But um, mm. I, I, I think we even maybe said last week if if, if Miami didn't take Devonta, they'd take uh, Jalen or vice versa. If uh, yeah, both of them were already off the board, so not 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 a surprise um, that they've taken one of the two Alabama uh, wideouts there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you mentioned his explosiveness. Um, I mean, he's got great hands, and he's just he seems impossible to tackle at times. Like watching some of the film back, his elusiveness is just ridiculous. Um, like he can just get away from the defense that's coming at him. Um, and I think him and Will Fuller are, are just going to be a fantastic team for Tua. Um, and Devontae Parker as well. There's three of them. Three good yeah, wide receivers I'd, in Miami. I've got to say, when they when Jalen Waddle came up, I thought, this could potentially be some problems for us. Um, <laughs> you know, I think the Dolphins are going to be a bit tougher um, in this season than they have been previously. Um, I still think the books can take them, um, but I think it's going to be a, a tougher fight this time. You're not in the same division as the Dolphins. We're not, but we we often come up against the Dolphins. We have to, we usually play them at least once a year. You might be playing them against this year. I'm not. I'm not I can't remember. I've not seen the schedule. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that that would be a good um, 
a good battle. Like, the Dolphins against anyone. Like I, I, I don't know why, but I've always got a soft spot for the Dolphins. Like where I don't know whether it's the colour of the uniforms of the players as well, but I just I like the Dolphins are not a bad team, and especially because I like um, Alabama. Like obviously they've got Tua in there now. They've got um, Devonte Smith in there. Sorry, uh, Jalen Waddle in there as well. It's it's something else for me to watch. I, I quite like watching where the college players go, and then mm-hmm. you know. So I, I mean, it's a bit like with the LA Chargers. I like. Um, Justin Herbert, so I like watching to see how he yeah. does for the charges and stuff like that. Yeah, I just had a little uh, sneaky look at our coming up, our 2021 schedule while you were speaking there. Um, and yeah, we absolutely have the Dolphins coming up this season. Um, but I agree with you. I like I like to watch Justin Herbert play. When we played them this season, it was a great game to watch because I, I got to watch you know my team play and I got to watch Justin Herbert play which is always a pleasure. Um, and I think Tua is, is a great one to, to watch play as well. So, um, And I know you've got a little bit of a, a soft spot for, for him as well. Um, so, yeah, um, as well as, obviously, Mariota, who we can't go a single podcast without mentioning. Um, to be so... fair, you mentioned him, Ben. That wasn't on me. I did, I did. To be fair, I did. But he had to be in there somewhere. So, um, And when we're talking about the draft, he's not likely to come up. So at least we get him in there. Um now, number seven, the Detroit Lions. Who did you have? I, I had them taking Jalen Waddle in this book, so I think they need help at wide receiver. Uh, but obviously, uh, Jalen's already off the board, so I would mm-hmm. have had them taking Devonta Smith at this point if uh, they hadn't taken uh, Jalen. Yeah, I, I had Kyle Pitts uh, sliding down to seven at this point. Um, I had him them taking the tight end out of Florida. Um, because they did have ice set on him, uh, although there was a lot of rumours flying around that the Lions wanted Kyle Pitts if he hadn't already gone. Um, obviously, he had already gone, coming up at number four overall, um, and they ended up taking the the tackle out of Oregon, uh, Penny to well. Uh, what do you think about that? I... <laughs> I really don't hate the pick. I think that that really, really improves their O-line. And they've not had mm-hmm. the best O-line over the last couple of seasons. It helps to keep Jared Goff, um, yeah, de- definitely upright. Uh, but the issue mm. is, who's he throwing to? Uh, like, that, that's still yeah. the issue for them. Like, if, if I go and look, um, say say if I go and have a look at their second, uh, second and third round picks, um, let me just have a look for draft. They didn't take a wide receiver until the fourth round. And if I go and actually have a look at the wide receivers, they, they don't have names. That I re- Well, they've got one name that I recognise because he's he's come over from the Titans in Khalif Raymond, but he was always a bit part player for us. He was very, very speedy and could get... like He would always be the one to catch the long ball from uh, Tannehill. But yeah. a- a- apart from that, the Dolphins are still... Sorry, not the Dolphins. The... Um, the Lions, Lions are still in the same position as they are uh, were last year. Like last year, they didn't have a no line, um, so Stafford couldn't get the ball out to them. And then mm-hmm. this year, they're gonna have a no line, but no wide receivers. So it's it's like you're sacrificing uh, yeah, you're sacrificing one thing for another to see what happens. But we'll, we'll have to see if um, Goff can work his magic there because it's still an interesting uh, division. Uh, I think next season. Um, but I, I think so, and I think with with an O line, um, Goff is athletic enough um, to to make some plays for the Lions. Um, I mean, with Sewell in there, he's 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 a powerful player. Like he 
he can put some stops in and, and give Goff the time he needs for the uh, lack of weapons that he has um, and potentially give him the space to run the ball himself if he needs to. So um, I think I think the Lions are going to improve a bit, but again, it's not a team that I'm thinking they're going to do amazing this season. Yeah. Um, they definitely benefit from having Goff. They definitely benefit from having Sewell. Um, but as you say, they could have done with picking up um, one of the big name wide receivers at number seven um, instead of Penny Sewell, even though I had him going earlier on in the draft. Yeah. Um, Carolina Panthers uh, picking at number eight here. Um, I had them picking Penny Sewell because I didn't see him going any further down than this. Obviously, Carolina mm-hmm. had issues on the O line as well, and I thought. If he's still there at number eight, they're taking him. Obviously, he he'd um, he'd gone one pick before. Um, uh, yeah, he'd gone one pick before uh, to Detroit. But I had Penne go in here, and yourself. I had them uh, picking up uh, the quarterback out of uh, North Dakota State, Trey Lance. Um, assuming that you know Lawrence Fields and Wilson were already gone, I you know I, I in my mind I had no doubt that they were going to pick up a quarterback. Um, mm. And I was a bit blown away when they they picked up a cornerback instead. Um, I mean, J.C. Horn, a, a, a fantastic cornerback. Um, you know, he, he's really physical. He's really tough, um, and I think he will definitely be a benefit to the Panthers' defense. Um, but I thought for sure they were going to pick up a quarterback. Um, I, I, th- I think the only good thing really about. Um... Carolina it, taking uh, the cornerback, and like you said, he's a great cornerback. So I'm, I'm, you know, happy for him that he's 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 getting picked in the top um, top ten yeah. there. Um, one of the better cornerbacks in the draft uh, this year, but that, that's a vote of confidence for Sam Darnold as well because he's now the starter. Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater has been traded yeah. out of there, so Sam yeah. Darnold is sort of the first choice quarterback on that team, and they've picked up his fifth year option as well. Um, so it's it's still it's still a big reach for them. I think it's still sort not not with um, not with J C Horn. I think he's going to improve their secondary. But with with Sam Darnold, yeah. obviously, it's it's still a big reach uh, for them to put all that faith in him and give him the fifth year option, paying him a lot of money to do so in the fifth year. Um, because obviously, the first three years he's been under um, the former New York uh, Jets head coach um, Adam Gase, who's just yeah, he's not going to get a head coach from Joe again. Um, <laughs> no, he's not. But hopefully under Matt Rule, um, he can improve. He can improve under that. And, you know, they've got some good wide receivers out there in Carolina. Uh, so, yeah. I, again, interesting to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was definitely one of their top needs, I think, a cornerback. But I think their greater need, as you say, was, was a quarterback there with the... That is a lot of faith in Sam Darnold there. Um, but, I mean, you know, Panthers are one that, again, it's, it's one that uh, the books see every year. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not the end of the world for me. But I, I think it's probably a good pick for the Panthers. But, you know, there's, there's other positions that I think they could have benefited from more. I, I still think they're going to finish last in your division. Um, I don't think they've done enough yeah, to... Sure. Um, you know, you know, to go any any further than third place at least. Um, yeah, uh, there's no way they're they're broaching Bucks and Saints at the top two. No, I I just can't see that happening. Um, 
but a good, uh, yeah, a good pick for them. Um, for sure. Now, number nine, picking the Denver Broncos. This is where I had Zach Wilson going out of uh, BYU. Um, obviously, he went number two overall, but like I say, I did it to sort of shake up my draft to make it a bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yourself, who did you have him taking? I had uh, Micah Parsons, the linebacker out of Penn State, um, at number nine. Um, obviously, both of us were wrong there um, as they took the cornerback Patrick Sertain the second um, out of Alabama um, a, a big surprise I think um, from the from the Broncos there um, especially with Justin Fields still available um, and their need for a quarterback um, but I think you know a good cornerback for the Broncos isn't necessarily a bad thing either I actually love this pick for them because um Obviously, they've traded for Teddy Bridgewater, and I, I would imagine Teddy's going in there for the starting job. He he did sure. really well with um, New Orleans a couple of seasons ago, where Drew Brees was out injured, and he started five games and won all five of them. And yeah, I, I if you look at the roster for Denver, you've got Teddy Bridgewater starting. They don't have a bad uh, offensive line. It's it's not the greatest, but it's not the worst. But then, uh, you know, wide receiver, they've got Jerry Judy, they've got Cortland Sutton, who are very, very good. But if you if you go and look at the defensive backs they've got now, they brought over Ronald Darby from um, Philadelphia. They've got, um, um, where's, it, where's his name on here? They've got Justin Simmons at free safety. They've got Kareem Jackson at strong safety. Um, they had, where is it, Kyle Fuller, who they brought over from Chicago, one of the top uh, cornerbacks as well and then I've got Patrick Sertain coming in as well you've got to remember the division that they're playing in they're playing against Kansas City Chiefs twice a year they need yeah. to be able to shut down Tyreek Hill who's one of the uh, speediest receivers uh, in the league yeah absolutely and if you imagine that like that secondary is one of the best secondaries in the league now like b- before Sertain came in it was good now they brought Sertain in who's obviously going to uh, take over one of the starting jobs um from one of the guys who were on a short-term contract, he's gonna. I think it's it's a great smart move for them there. If if Bridgewater's the starter for them, that's nothing against Drew Locke. I just think he needs to develop a bit more under a veteran quarterback. And yeah, I I don't think they're gonna be winning the division, uh, but it's a smart move um, by Denver. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, um. I don't think I've got any qualms with with anything you've said there. Yeah. Um, Now, number 10 uh, picking was originally the Dallas Cowboys, and they traded down two places um, with um, the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously big division rivals. So for them to do that, they um, uh, they got a selection of uh, draft picks from Philadelphia further down the list. But um, the Philadelphia Eagles ended up taking Devonta Smith, and I told you to take a wide receiver, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, and I didn't disagree with you. Um, I had them taking Jalen Waddle at um, position twelve. Obviously, they've taken Devonta Smith up at number ten. But um, also, my assumption that they would take Jalen Waddle was uh, based on Devonta Smith already having gone. Yeah. Um. So, not surprising at all. A- amazing wide receiver out of Alabama. Both of us thought that he was going to go much higher up in the draft. Um, and as we <laughs> we've discussed a few times on the podcast now, 
a wide receiver is something that the Eagles need desperately. Yeah, and it's it's a perfect pick for them. Um, I whether or not Devonta's happy to be in Philadelphia, uh, like I, I mean, I imagine he is because he's going to be the number one target for um, uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, they've got a, they've got a couple of other names uh, that they picked up in previous drafts in like the second round and stuff. Jalen Rager, JJR. Uh, see a white side um, uh, and, and people like that but they're just not these big athletic players that you would expect um, Philadelphia to have obviously they've gone from Deshaun Absolutely, Jackson yeah. Alshon Jeffrey players like that to wide receivers that you, you, they do make an impact to an extent but not to the explosive level that Devonta Smith can do and he's a Heisman Trophy winner as well Like uh, so it's, it's, it's perfect perfect pick for them yeah, great pick for the Eagles. He's going to do nothing but good for them, and and it was their biggest need. And I can't, I'm, I'm not at all surprised that they would take um, one of the top wide receivers uh, out of college as early as they possibly could in the draft. Um, not surprised that they traded up to ten um, in order to get him. Um, yeah, great, great pick for the Eagles. Yeah. Um, now. Number 11, uh, originally on the clock, was the New York Giants. And they traded down with um, the Chicago Bears. And this was such an interesting one, I thought, because Chicago came up from 20 to 11. And that's you're giving up a lot of picks just to get there. Um, yeah. Because the higher draft picks are obviously more premium for the better players. And um, I... They did that, obviously, because I think uh, they thought that the New England Patriots were going to take, um, um, what's his Fields. name? Yeah, Justin Fields. Justin Fields, yeah. Chicago Bears traded up and got Justin Fields. And honestly, after the way we've seen a quarterbacks perform these last couple of seasons, like it's the perfect <laughs> pick for them. You had him going number yeah. three overall. I had him going, um, where did I have him going? I think you had him... In the top oh, I had five. him in number two, obviously. Yeah, I said that yeah. already. Um, but Chicago need uh, a, a quarterback. Obviously, they brought in Andy Dalton, who was promised for starting position. Uh, they've still got Nick Foles, but both of them only have one year or two year contracts. So it's really interesting because one of us quarterbacks is going to get traded, I think. They're not going to keep Nick Foles, um, Andy Dalton, both on the roster while they're bringing in a rookie who's the next big thing, uh, I think. Um, yeah, and... absolutely, and I, I do you know what? I, th- I think it's possibly Nick Foles that they're going to trade out. Yeah, I, I would imagine he'd get traded at some point yeah. to a backup position, uh, somewhere, somewhere else. Um, yeah, obviously, I mean, when we had them at twenty with our mock draft, I had them picking up Mac Jones, the quarterback out of Alabama. Um, but I'm not surprised at all that they picked up Justin Fields. I mean, Fields. I mean, in my mock draft, Justin Fields was long gone by number twenty. So. You know, given the opportunity, if Justin Fields is still around, of course they're going to pick him up over Mike Jones. Um, I mean, he was just phenomenal. I mean, he he was one of the best quarterbacks in the college league, um, and I don't think there was any hesitation from the Bears at all um, when he was still there. They're happy to give up their first round pick next year to uh, the Giants to get him, and uh, like you say, I yeah. don't blame them. Like. Whether he comes in as an immediate starter, I don't know. I think they're going to maybe uh, let him develop under Andy Dalton or Nick Foles, yeah. whoever's there, and then throw him into uh, the um, 
to the firing line. Uh, but a fantastic pick there at number 11. Um, yeah, num- for sure. Number 12, uh, obviously we've just said Philadelphia and Dallas swap places. So the Dallas Cowboys are now on the clock. I originally had them taking Patrick Satane the second, who went one pick earlier when yeah, originally slated yeah. uh, to the Denver Broncos uh, because they need help in the secondary, I thought, the most. But just before the draft, I don't know if you saw this, but um, their um, great linebacker, Sean Lee, retired. And he's been plagued with injuries for like, the last three seasons. Um, yeah. And they needed a replacement linebacker and they went and took um, uh, Micah Parsons, who you already had them... Uh, Oh, oh, you already had it gone, but I mean, he's the best yeah, linebacker just the in the draft. Before, yeah. It's the best linebacker in the draft, and it's a great pick for them, even though they still yeah. need help, or at that point, they still needed help at in the secondary. They've now got uh, Jalen uh, Smith and um, Micah Parsons at linebacker, and that, that's a good linebacker duo. It is, absolutely. And I mean, if you can't pick up um, the... the the great cornerback out of Alabama, Patrick Sertain the second, then of course you're gonna pick up Michael Parsons if he's still available at Penn State. Like um his his pass rushing prowess um is, is just phenomenal and I think he's gonna be a really big benefit to the Cowboys. Obviously this season we're gonna see the return of um Dak Prescott. We're gonna see uh Michael Parsons coming in there. I I don't think if he's if he's put in as a secondary, he won't be a secondary for long. Um, I think we're going to see him start this season, and I think we're going to see the Cowboys improve this season, providing you know Dak Prescott doesn't get his ankle snapped again. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think when we did our um, who we think is going to finish where in the division side, the Dallas Cowboys finishing top of their division, and I think this only solidifies it. Um, yeah. I I think they went on to pick cornerback uh, later in the draft uh, the Cowboys, but um, it yeah it's a fantastic pick for them and like you say I I think they're only gonna they're only gonna get better with Dak coming back and Mike Parsons coming in who we might not get as injured as much as uh, Sean Lee so great pick for them yeah for sure and I think as you mentioned with you putting Dallas Cowboys first I think I put them lower down for the sake of putting them lower down um but yeah absolutely I can see them taking the division this season um the Los Angeles Chargers LA Chargers in at 13 I had them taking um Elijah Veritucker the guard or tackle depending on where you want to play him at 13 this was provided that Rashawn Slater had already been drafted and I had him going number 11 to the Giants when they were still in at number 11. Um, Mm -hmm. And they ended up drafting Rashawn Slater in the end. And I thought it was a great pick. Uh, I don't know, who who did you have, sorry? uh, I I was in full agreement with you. I had them taking Elijah Vera Tucker um, at USC as well um, because they've got the huge hole in that um, left tackle position. And Rashawn Slater, I, I... I think is a great fill for that to be honest um, they they really need that left tackle and I think Rashawn Slater can slot straight in Did, did you have them taking Slater in your mock draft? Um, I didn't actually I had them picking up uh, Elijah Vera Tucker I didn't have um, Rashawn Slater in there until a bit later on I don't think um, if at all actually I think I might have um, completely missed Rashawn no, you No you definitely said him it last week um, definitely said him 
Uh, I can't see him on my list in front of me here. Um, Number 11 to the Giants. Let me go back. Let me go back. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I did have him in there, which means I've already said him tonight. Um, yeah, well, we we, we've not said him. We've not, we've not said him because the Giants traded down. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, Rashawn Slater, we both are going at number 11 to the Giants. The Giants traded down uh, with uh, Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, sorry, the Giants traded down. So that meant that yeah. um, the Chargers could pick up Slater. And it's, 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 a, it's a great pick for them, um, especially after uh, Penny Sowell uh, had already gone. Yeah, it's, it's the best pick that they uh, could have taken for position of need, especially. And... Um, He's going to do great for them. Again, another exciting talent to watch on that good Chargers team. Absolutely. Um, now, number 14 on the clock. It was originally the Minnesota Vikings who traded down with the New York Jets. Um, now, I had... Sorry. I have a Jet down at 23, taking Quitty... Uh, Quitty pay, but obviously they traded up. And um, who did you have the Jets taking originally at twenty three? I had them taking uh, Caleb Farley, the cornerback out of Virginia Tech. Um, but obviously trading up, uh, they went and got a guard in Elijah Vera Tucker, who we both had uh, one pick earlier going to um, yeah. uh, the Chargers in our original draft uh, mock draft. So again, a great pickup for them. They need they needed help um, on that O line, especially with a new uh, mm. quarterback coming in. They don't want the same thing to happen to Zach Wilson that happened to Joe Burrow the previous season. Um, yeah. So so that helps. Obviously, they, they uh, drafted. Um, oh goodness! You'll have to give me one sec. Just go back one year so I can find out his name. Uh, Mekai Beckton last year. They've got another guard in the first round this year, and that helps that O line. Um, I I I can't see them coming higher than fourth still in that division uh, no. this year, but it's something to improve upon. Yeah, absolutely, and I think it was worth um, the what they had to give up in order to trade up to fourteen and to pick up um, Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, yeah, as you say, we don't want happening to Wilson um, this season, what happened last season. So, um, yeah, I think he's he's a great pick for the Jets at 14. Hmm. Uh, Miami, sorry, not Miami, Minnesota Vikings are the one uh, that they traded with. And, uh, the Vikings moved down to 23. Um, yeah. Where are we now? The New England Patriots, they decided yeah. not to move... Um, at all but they, they they could have moved up and maybe got a quarterback or something they decided to sit at 15 and see who slid down to them i had them taking trey lance at this point which i, I did think he would have already been gone um yeah. before this um who did you have them taking so out of the left field i i had them taking the uh the defensive end um zaven collins out of tulsa um Assuming that the, the the quarterbacks were already gone, um, obviously I, w- I was very wrong. Uh, Mac Jones had managed to slide down to fifteen, um, and and they picked him up, the quarterback out of Alabama. There, um, obviously, with one of those great quarterbacks left, there's no way that the Patriots weren't going to pick him up. Um, when they've been suffering on with uh, Cam Newton, um, there's, there was no doubt that they were going to pick up a quarterback there. I. 
I was slightly surprised by um, th- this pick, in a way, with Matt Jones at 15, purely because the system that they're running at the moment with um, Cam Newton, it, it's it's um, uh, run-pass options quite a lot, uh, which mm-hmm. Cam Newton's very good at. Matt Jones is more of a pocket passer. So, so is it, Brady. It, yeah, exactly. Uh, Matt Jones is more of a Brady uh, type quarterback, which is exactly, exactly what and um, they, they they had what ten years of greatness under Brady um, in, in New England, and I, I'm not too surprised that they've picked up someone so similar to Brady. Um, I think they're potentially hoping for another legacy to come through, but it's it's one of also like the the playbook is going to be very heavy uh, run pass option still because of Cam Newton at the quarterback. Yeah. Um, Who's your starter though coming into the season? Do, do you pick the veteran in Cam Newton? Because you got to remember when he was when he was uh, picked up by um, New England, it was in the middle of COVID. Um, mm-hmm. He'd just come off shoulder injury. There was no training camp. Like he didn't get the playbook until very very late in the season. I mean, obviously they've got Matt Jones coming in, who's a different type of quarterback completely. So it that's going to be an interesting battle for the starting job. I, I think it's going to be Cam this season, but. Do you really want I th- Matt I Jones? I think it is, it is going to be an interesting battle for sure. But I think I think Mac Jones fits in better with the um, the system that uh, Belichick has in place in New England. Because as I say, they've got 10 years of, of dominating with a pocket-style passer. Um, you know, and Cam Newton, he's, he's just... His ego overrules his ability at this point i think he's been on the decline for a while but this, um, this there's is a reason you've got to trade sorry well, this, this is my point like if, if you give that starting job to matt jones or even even if he's not the starter and he's he's, he's learning behind um uh cam newton, cam newton. Do, do you want cam newton with his ego teaching a new quarterback Who's gonna take? Like, he's obviously gonna take over the, the job next season because yeah. um, why would he? Why would they draft him at fifteen if not? Um, uh, you know, I, I, maybe Cam feels a bit like, well, I'm not gonna be here next season, so wh- why would I teach this? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think the ego is definitely gonna play into it for sure. I think the the I would like to be a fly on the wall at the training camp competition to decide who is the starter this in that quarterback room. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Um, but I think, as you say, I think there's there's two different playbooks that work for the Patriots. Um, but I think I think the pocket passer playbook works better. Um, I think they might be a little bit afraid that Brady knows that playbook like the in the back of his hand. Um, but you've got to assume that Belichick's got a few tricks up his sleeve that he kept even from Brady and in all those years, even from Gronk, even from um uh ooh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh I wasn't a big fan of him. Bucks drafted him part way through last season. Antonio Brown. Um, you know, I think it's I mean they've, yeah, they've lost Edelman this bit. year, haven't they? Yeah, he was, yeah. And and they've lost Edelman this season, haven't they? Um this off season, sorry. Um Well they cut but, him, big difference. Like Well, yeah, but they 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 still don't have him anymore. Um He's definitely going but, to the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be that the Bucks is becoming expatriate players, but um, yeah, I I could see I could see Mac Jones having a good chance against Cam Newton. I think 
it depends what Cam Newton's attitude is towards Belichick, I think, because Belichick likes things in line his way or no way at all. And and Cam Newton, I can see him butting heads a lot with Belichick. Um, obviously, I've not been inside the training camp. I've not been inside the facilities over in New England. Um, but I can see Cam Newton and Belichick booking heads for sure because there's two massive egos colliding um, and neither one willing to give ground. I think Newton possibly would... I mean, let's be honest, Newton's going to be the one to bow his head in the end, but I think uh, Belichick would much rather go with somebody who's willing to learn and say, yes, sir, now, sir, anything you say, sir. Yeah. Uh, I think... Now's probably a good time just to sort of say, maybe let's speed it up a little bit because I've just seen how long we've been for recording sure. for and we yeah. are definitely oh, rambling on. on. We're having yeah. fun. <laughs> We're having fun, but uh, I, I just know it's, it's going to get a bit boring for people. Um, yeah. Number 16, uh, Arizona Cardinals uh, on the clock. I have them taking JC Horn here out of uh, South Carolina, who obviously went at number eight to the... Um, Panthers. Uh, who did you who did you have them taking? JC Horn as well, yeah. Um as a replacement absolutely. for Patrick Peterson. Yeah. Um yeah. Obviously he was already gone and they went and took uh Zaven Collins out of um Tulsa, out of Tulsa here. Uh mm. you know, good pickup for them with uh you know linebacker position. They've got a good team coming up this next season and I I think Zaven is is gonna help them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he's 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 great in the in a hybrid role. Um, he you know he can drop back into coverage, um, but he can also rush the passer. I think he's going to be a real asset to the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, moving on because we're speeding things up now. <laughs> For sure. Um, the Vegas Raiders. I had them taking Christian Darrisaw out of Virginia Tech at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. Yourself. I had them picking up Alex Leatherwood. Uh, I thought this was a slight reach. I thought it was a slight reach. Like um, Leatherwood is is a good uh, uh, offensive tackle. I I just yeah. thought there was a few other tackles that were uh, better at this point. Um, not to say that Leatherwood wasn't good, but you you, you called it you called it completely. Um, mm. Alex Leatherwood. Not not that it's a bad choice. He's he's a good tackle. I think he's got a bit of improving to do. And uh, let's face it, the uh, Vegas Raiders don't have an O line, so it's good that they've got someone. Yeah, in. and and he he is a tackle, but he he has the potential. You know, he's played guard as well, and he you know the Raiders could do with a great guard at the same time. So if he doesn't work out as tackle, he can just slide up to guard. Yeah. Um. So all in all, a, a good a good pick for them. Uh. But yeah. I, I I still think maybe they could have. If they didn't get him there, they could have traded up in the second round. And I think he was still been there in the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't disagree with that. Um, Miami Dolphins. I had them taking Najee Harris out of uh, Alabama, the mm-hmm. Derrick Henry esque running back uh, coming yeah. out of Alabama at eighteen. Who did you have them taking? Uh, I had them taking uh, Jamin Davis, uh, the linebacker out of Kentucky. And they actually went and drafted Jalen Phillips, who I had originally going at 14 to the Vikings, but obviously the Vikings mm-hmm. trade, traded down to 23. Um, yeah. And to, to be fair to the um, to the Dolphins, like they get, they're getting a player who was at college in um, 
Miami and now he's going to the football league in uh, Miami just staying in Miami um, he'll be happy to do that I imagine um, and it's a good pickup for them yeah I think one of their biggest needs maybe not their biggest biggest need but definitely one of their biggest needs um, was a pass rusher um, and Jalen Phillips fills that need for them um, he's, he's fast he's strong um, good weapon um, for Miami I really wanted to see Harris um, in Miami. I, I don't know why. I just wanted him in Miami. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, he he actually went um, down at twenty four to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and mm-hmm. I, I like I don't dislike the Steelers, but the Titans and the Steelers have a bit of a rivalry. So it's a bit. I just don't yeah. want a running back a bit like Derrick Henry playing for a rival. But hey ho, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, yeah. But Jalen Phillips, fantastic pickup for uh, Miami uh, there. Yeah, for sure. So at number 19, we've got the Washington football team. I had them taking the offensive tackle and guard um, Jackson Carmen out of Clemson. Uh, who did you have? Uh, I had them taking Micah Parsons at this point. I thought if he slid, it would be that uh, he would slide down to nineteen and he'd get picked mm-hmm. up there. Obviously, he went to division rivals, uh, the Cowboys, um, yeah. and they ended up picking Jamin Davis, who you had going. Yeah, uh, so he ended up going a pick later than I had him down as, but still I a mean, good pickup for them. They needed a linebacker, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought they might trade up and take a quarterback. Um, they had the potential to do that, I think. But uh, I think Jimin Davis is is a good pick for 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 Washington. I mean, they do have a great defense, um, but you know, it's only going to be stronger with the addition of of Jimin Davis. Yeah, de- definitely. I mean, not not to forget as well next season if it doesn't work. I mean, Fitzpatrick saying now they've got Tyler Heineke on a. Uh two-year contract as well i think but obviously fitzpatrick's there for one for one year but there's gonna be some good free agent quarterbacks next year as well um yeah mariota's contract would be up he could go there i think um um oh god winston i think he's only on a one-year contract with the saints as well um so there's, there's still a couple of quarterbacks who could end up there next season if it doesn't work out for them this season uh, pick 20 this was originally the Chicago Bears I had them taking Tevin Jenkins a tackle but obviously they traded up uh, with the big deal to get um, uh, God come on Sam uh, Justin Fields um, mm-hmm. who did you have the Bears taking at this point uh, I had them taking Mac Jones oh sorry we already this said this far. we've been through yeah, this but um... they've traded down with uh, the Giants the Giants are now on the clock uh, the Giants we both I we both had taken Rashawn Slater I think that's right, yeah. Uh, but at uh, 20, uh, they ended up picking Kadarius Tony, speedy wide receiver out of Florida. Obviously, Cal Pitts went at number four to Atlanta. Uh, Kadarius Tony goes at number 20 to the Giants. This is a good pickup for them. Uh, it, it helps uh, Daniel Jones at quarterback. Obviously, they signed Kenny Golladay. They've got Kadarius Tony, the speedy wide receiver, as well now. They've got a decent secondary. They've got half of the Titans secondary from the last couple of years. Um, uh some of them I'm sad to see go, but um, I think this helps the team overall. And I remember saying I, I could see them picking first in the draft next year. And I think with the pickups mm-hmm. they've already made in free agency and then and then this draft pick, I I don't think that's the case anymore. Um, I, I, 
I think we'll do well, but it's all on Daniel Jones. It's a bit like the Drew Locke situation in uh, Denver. Um, it depends on the quarterback. If Daniel Jones in his third year can't do it, then I, he's, he's, I think he's done. I think this is his prove-it season. If he, if he, if they don't finish higher than fourth, um, then, yeah, I, th- I think um, uh, the Giants are in trouble. Yeah, for sure. And I, th- I think... Um... He's, he's going to be a great addition to the to the Giants, but um, I thought they might also target a pass rusher. But you know, um, at this point in the actual draft, there's there's plenty of pass rushers still available. There's Quitty Pay. There's um, others still around at this point that they thought they could maybe pick up later. So I think Kadarius Tony was was not a terrible selection for the Giants. I think you know they they could use some weapons. They could use all the help they can get really. So. Um, yeah, I can't really argue with it. Um, 21, the Colts, now on the clock, bitter rivals of the Tennessee Titans. I had them taking Jalen Mayfield, the tackle out of Michigan. Uh, this mm-hmm. is because uh, they lost uh, Anthony Castanazzo, the tackle, and I thought it would be a nice like-for-like replacement for them. Um, who did you have them taking? Uh, I had them picking up the defensive end uh, and tackle from Michigan, uh, Quitty Pay. Um and I was right. Uh, yeah, you, you you were spot on there uh, with Quitty Pay. He's going to be yeah. a um, he's, he's going to be a problem for the quarterbacks in uh, the AFC South, including um, uh, Tannehill. Um, mm. So I, I I think I even said it last week. If they don't take tackle, they're taking edge. Uh, I think I remember saying that. I um, I could I could be making it up. I could be making it up in my head, but I that, that's who I foresaw them taking. It was either a tackle or a uh, edge player, and uh, they went with Quitty Pay. Um, so it's, it's like we both say, he's very fast. He's one of the top edge players in the draft, uh, as well as um, Jalen uh, Phillips, who's already gone to Miami. Um, so a, yeah. a great pickup for, um, for the Colts there. 22, yeah. the Tennessee Titans, my Tennessee Titans... Uh, picking um, who did you have them taking Jake? Um, so uh, to a bit of controversy between the two of us uh, I believe this even resulted in a bet which I lost I had them taking the tackle out of Oklahoma State Tevin Jenkins um, who did you have? I had them taking a cornerback out of Virginia Tech called Caleb Farley and Jake who did the Tennessee Titans draft at number 22 overall? They took the cornerback out of Virginia Tech, Caleb Farley. Yeah, you were absolutely right. I 100% owe you. Um, was it a Henry jersey that you... you that, that, that Luan. On? I've got Henry jersey. Uh, a Luan, sorry, jersey. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Um, I mean, of course they picked up a cornerback. Um, there's, there's no way they were going for an offensive tackle um, at 22. Um I I I'm just going to let you talk on this one. I mean, obviously their defense needed shoring up, um, but and no one knows that better than you. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm really really happy with um, the Caleb Farley pickup there. Um, I, yeah. I I thought if it wasn't him, we'd take Greg New- uh, Newsom the second. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but both very good players. But the interesting thing about uh, the Caleb Farley pickup is um, a lot of analysts said he was the best corner in the draft if it wasn't for the fact that he's coming off um, two back surgeries. There are a lot of Titans fans which are going absolutely mental at this pick because obviously um, I, 
following all the social media on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram, like, oh my God, why have you taken an injury-prone cornerback? Mm. And it's a bit like a couple of years ago, we we took a top, well, arguably a top five talent, definitely a top 10 talent in Jeffrey Simmons, who was coming off an ACL tear. Um, yeah. at, I think we were picking 20th that year. Um, it was 19th or 20th. Um, and he, he sat out for most of the season recovering from his ACL uh, injury. And when he came to play, he he brought his A game. He's been a fantastic player for us, Jeffrey Simmons. And Caleb Farley, it's it's he's coming off a back injury. He says he's ready to go. Um, a lot of other team doctors uh, have said, um, yeah, it, we've medically cleared him. We we would have picked him, but obviously they've been for other players. And arguably, like I said, the, the best corner in the back. Now, obviously, back injuries are notoriously difficult to judge if he lands yeah. wrong uh picking a ball out of the air that that could be him done in football uh never mind the season but um yeah i'm excited by the pick we needed a cornerback and our cornerback room now is christian fulton who was injured a fair bit last season uh, out of lsu but if he can stay healthy uh he's not got injuries to contend with this season is what i'm saying uh we've got janoris jenkins coming over from uh, the new orleans saints and we've drafted caleb farley i'm happy with that cornerback room um yeah very very happy um i'm a size small jake i would like a blue jersey and 77 Luan. thank you very much we'll move on <laughs> yeah let's go <laughs> um the Minnesota Vikings now on the clock, uh, trading down with um, um, the Jets. Yeah, the Jets. Uh, I had them taking Jalen Phillips at this point at number fourteen originally. Who did you have them taking? Uh, just give me a second while I get back to the Titans uh, on my list here. The Vikings. The Vikings, sorry. Yeah, that's because we were just talking about the Titans. Yeah. Uh, I had them taking Christian Darisaw, the uh, offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. And you would be spot on. Yeah. Um, again, again um, they, they needed help on the O-line or uh, edge. Uh, and I, I, it's, it's one of the two. If they didn't take an edge player, they were taking a tackle. And it, it's, it's a good pickup. It's, it's the best tackle left on the board um, yeah. at this point. And hopefully he doesn't do what Asai Wilson did for us so yeah good pick up for them just have to see um, how he fits into that team obviously he's still got a few uh, teething problems compared to some of the other more complete tackles that have gone higher up but still mm-hmm. a good pick up for uh, the Vikings especially with um, Kirk Cousins throwing the ball they need help to make sure that he doesn't get sacked as much as he has been doing yeah for sure and I think he would have been a great pick even at 14 where they were originally but um, for him to still be available for them to pick up at 23, um, it's it's one of their biggest needs is is a good tackle, um, and and Darisaw is exactly that, um, and yeah, I think I think we're going to see um, the Vikings taking less sacks this season um, than we did last season. Uh, Jake, I'm going to very quickly and unprofessionally let you carry on talking by yourself for a minute because I'm going to go turn my light on and pour myself another whiskey. So I will be back in 20 seconds. No problem. Um, yeah, I think for for the Vikings, Darisaw was is absolutely filling a huge hole um, in their O-line. It's, it's, it's something that they really, really needed. We saw them getting sacked a lot last season. Um I mean, obviously the books don't come up against the Vikings very often. We certainly came up against them one time last season, but 
yeah, Darasaur for the Vikings. Great pick. And as I say, I think they would have picked the same at 14. So at 24, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who did you have them picking up? Well, first of all, thank you for filling in there for 20 seconds while I can actually see what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> no problem. Um, I had them taking a running back in Travis Etienne out of uh, Clemson. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the biggest need for the um, uh, for the Steelers for the last couple of years has been um, has been running back. Obviously, they lost um, yeah. Le'Veon Bell originally, who didn't want to be franchise tagged three years in a row, I think it was. And they yeah. eventually traded him to the Jets um, and he didn't do very well at the Jets. Uh, then they obviously, they had a good secondary runner in James Conner, who I think was injured quite a lot uh, last season and he's now gone. So I had him taking uh, running back Travis Etienne. How about yourself? Um, weirdly, another spot on one here. I had them taking the running back out of Alabama, Najee Harris um, at 24. Um a big need for the Steelers, as you've just mentioned. Um, he's, he's, and Harris himself is amazing. Um, you know, a big upgrade for the Steelers. Um, he's, he's quick. He's great at finding the gaps and, and pushing through them. Um, yeah, good good pick for the, the Steelers. Again, it's, it's one of those players that I said a couple of uh, weeks ago, like um, he's going to be one of the five players that I picked to be an instant impact for the team. He's going to be the starting running back. Absolutely sure. no questions about it. And I'm extremely jealous that he's gone to um, the Steelers. N- n- I mean, yeah. not that we don't have a good qu- uh, running back anyway at the Titans. Um, yeah. uh, I, di- I like We wouldn't have picked him in the first round uh anyway or the second like no, we, we're Henry, covered yeah. we're covered at running back but just a just a thought of like uh, a college team that i like um in alabama having mm-hmm. their running back go uh go there yeah it's a bit of a bit of a uh pit in the stomach but um yeah fantastic pick for them uh and i might actually have to watch some pittsburgh games next year yeah for sure um so 25, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I had them taking Greg Newsom a second. It's like I said, if um, if the Titans didn't pick Farley, I thought they were taking Newsom, and then uh, I would have had Farley going to the Jaguars. Who did you have them taking? Uh, I had them picking up, uh, again out of Alabama, the defensive end uh, and tackle Christian Barmore. Um, obviously, both of us were wrong there, uh, where they, they, they picked out the running back out of Clemson, Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne, yeah. Yeah. I um, um go on, sorry, you carry on. Yeah, I think he he was he was he's a great running back. Um I'm surprised that he was still about at twenty five, but also not kinda not surprised that he was still about at twenty five. Um he he's done quite well but I, I'm, I'm pretty surprised that Jacksonville have picked up a running back um, at 25 instead of shoring up um, in any other position defence yeah I mean any other position you're right yeah but certainly their defence yeah I mean it, it was it was one for me where obviously they took um, they, tr- they took Trevor, Lor- uh, Trevor Lawrence number one overall which no one in the entire yeah. history of the NFL was surprised that he was the first overall pick. This one, it's, like you said, it, it was surprising to me. I, um, especially after last year, they they um, had um, uh, was he an undrafted? Yeah, undrafted free agent James Robinson. Uh, mm-hmm. He had one thousand and seventy rushing yards. This is an undrafted free agent. Um, wow. 
seven rushing touchdowns and three receiving touchdowns. And I thought for the next 10 years, okay, they're sorted at running back. Obviously, um, yeah. Leonard Fournette was, I think, pick number three for them two or three seasons ago, and he, he didn't live up to the potential and then ended up getting uh, released and picked up by um, the Super Bowl winners, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, uh, playoff Lenny. Yeah, playoff Lenny, then Lomb- uh, Lombardi Lenny. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it was really surprising for me that they picked a running back at this position. The only reason I can see this potentially happening is to try and... Um, They've got two players from Clemson in the first round. It's going to help Trevor Lawrence to fit in with maybe someone else he knows. Not that yeah. he wouldn't have been good anyway, um, but it it helps extra, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, for sure. But if I'm James Robinson, like I'd be I'd be a little bit insulted for an undrafted rookie, a bit a bit like um, Philip Lindsay. Like they both had fantastic rookie seasons. You'd be a bit insulted that you've. Uh, maybe going to lose your starting job to um, another running back. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, 26, Cleveland Browns. Who did you have them taking, Jake? Um, So I had them taking the linebacker out of Notre Dame, uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, who I just want to say now I'm surprised didn't go earlier than he did. Um, Mm. Who did you have? Sorry, I was taking a sip of whiskey. Uh, I had yeah. um, I from taking Christian Barmore. I thought they potentially needed help at defensive uh, end nose tackle position. Um, obviously, they've got yeah. Jadavion Clowney in for um, one season on a big contract. Mm-hmm. Um, they've Sheldon Richardson has been cut by them, so I thought it'd be a perfect pick for them uh, on that uh, defensive line to pick someone there. But um, they went and picked. Greg Newsom the second, um, and I don't hate the pick for the Browns because a couple of seasons ago, I don't know if you remember, they picked up Greedy Williams in the first round, uh, the um, cornerback out of LSU. I mm-hmm. don't recall him playing more than five games a season so far. He's been injured in most of the campaigns he's played in, and wow. um, I I think we could see Greedy Williams losing his job, uh, potentially getting cut, and uh, Greg Newsom. Uh, Going, going in there, taking yeah, his I position. Mean, great cornerback out of Northwestern. Um, is sort of his intelligence within football is is sort of quite well known. Um, and yeah, I think, as you say, I think we're going to see him starting. Um, it's definitely a benefit to the Browns. Um, but a bit of a surprise at the same time, I think. Yeah, yes, yes, and no. I mean, it's, it's, it's like I've just said with with the issues they've been having at cornerback. Um, who, they've got a, another really good cornerback who I think they drafted this season. Denzel after. Ward. Denzel Ward. Yeah, they've got Denzel yeah. Ward, and um, I'm just trying to bring up their roster. Um, Ooh, I can't think of the other one. The other... They've got Grant Delfit, who came out of uh, it was free safety out of. Um, uh, LSU, obviously yep. Greedy Williams. I'm just gonna have a look at to see how many games he's actually played. Um, oh, he was picked in the second round. Sorry, 46th overall, but he, he suffered a ner- nerve injury and he was placed on injury reserve like two weeks into the season. So, mm-hmm. 
yeah, sorry, 2019 he played in he played in 12 games, but I think it was as a second secondary uh, second string player. 2020 did not play due to injury. It says here. Um, so he's got to watch his back, like. But I think that's good competition yeah. for him. If I if I'm Greedy Williams, I I want that competition. It's like no, I'm taking that position, and it's only going to improve their secondary room if they keep all three: Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, and uh, Greedy Williams. He's a good secondary, and I tell you what, Cleveland Bla- uh, the Cleveland Browns are looking good next season. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I think they're going to be one to watch for sure. So twenty-seven, we've got the Baltimore Ravens. Who did you have? I had them taking Kadarius Tony out of Florida, who has already gone uh, in the actual draft at 20 mm-hmm. to the Giants. Yourself? Uh, I had them taking uh, Jason away, the um, defensive end and uh, linebacker out of Penn State. And they actually picked um, Rashad Bateman, a wide receiver out of Minnesota. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a need that they had they needed wide receiver sure. um sure. and um w- whether it was Kadarius tony or one of the others that was still on the board um yeah it, 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 they needed help and um sorry if I, if I just go and click on the profile of rashad bateman look at his college um season he yeah in 2018 he had um 704 yards at catching six touchdowns 2019 um 1,219 yards with 11 touchdowns and um, he uh, forgoed the 2020 season due to the Big Ten which is the conference that um, um, uh, God, what team? Minnesota were playing in, sorry can't get my words out today, mm-hmm. uh, Big Ten's a conference that Minnesota were playing in uh, because of a pandemic so he didn't play last season but he did yeah. enough in the first two seasons to um, uh, you know, for a, a team to go and pick him up, and it's yeah, a, a, again, it's it's going to help. They've now got Willie Sneed, uh, they've got Hollywood Brown, and then Rashad Bateman, and I think it's it's a good pickup uh, for them. They don't need a running back because obviously uh, they've got uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar which Jackson, is yeah, hybrid quarterback running back. Yeah, I think he's 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 a good weapon to to go opposite Marquise Brown, um, and. Yeah, I think the Baltimore Ravens are are only going to be all the more formidable for for, for having him. Um, obviously, nobody want looks forward to the day when they're going up against the Ravens. They're they're an amazing team. I remember we watching them last season and thinking, just having Lamar Jackson on your team just doesn't seem fair. Yeah, uh, you know it's, it's like, like cheat having, code, uh, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's like having a, a as you say a quarterback and a running back in the same position um, that doesn't need to pass the ball off because he's got it already. Um, yeah, I think Rashad Bateman is going to do do great things in in Baltimore. Um, twenty eight now on the clock. The New Orleans Saints. I had them taking Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, who you previously had going at twenty five. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, out of Notre Dame. Um, and you had New Orleans taking. Uh, Trevor Morig, uh, the safety out of TCU. Yes, I I, I remember now. Uh, they actually picked up Peyton Turner, defensive end out of Houston. Um, bit of a surprising pick. Cause I didn't have him going in the first round. Yeah, I mean he was he was a good prospect for the draft, but certainly round two, not round one. Um, 
but obviously they saw something in him where they thought, oh, we want him, but we don't see him sliding down to us in the second round. So, yeah. Um, I mean, they've still got a pretty good um, defensive uh, line over in uh, New Orleans, if I uh, just um, scroll down. They, and they do, have a look. but they also lost uh, Henriksen in free agency. Um, yes, of course. And I think. Yeah, as far as pass rushing goes, they they certainly had a little bit of a hole there coming up, um, and Turner does fill that need for them. Um, just you know, not as great a pass rusher um, as there was still available at this point. But as you say, they obviously had their eyes on on Turner, um, so they thought they'd pick him up before he was gone. Yeah, I mean, it was slightly surprising in the sense that they've already got Marcus Davenport and uh, Cam Jordan, who were fantastic yeah. defensive ends. Um, and obviously Peyton Turner coming in. Like like I say, surprising at that point, but they've yeah. seen something in him that we haven't. So it, it's, it's one of those players that, because I didn't think he was going to go this high, but when I watch Saints games next year, um, you're going to be looking out for that name because you want to see oh, that the Saints have justified their... Uh, draft pick yeah for what, sure what's just been said four sacks on Tom Brady in the first uh, time he plays them this season <laughs> no no <laughs> um, no <laughs> 29 the Green Bay Packers now b- before we actually go on with who I've thought they pick and who you thought they pick did you see everything the controversy surrounding them just before the draft apparently Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, wants out of the Green Bay uh, Packers because they um, yeah. they're not uh, they want him to restructure his contract. He's saying he doesn't want to restructure his contract and that he, he needs more weapons on offense. Now the last <laughs> the interesting stat is the last ten drafts in the first round they've only picked one offensive player in the last ten drafts and that is another quarterback. All the rest of their yeah. All the rest of their um, drafts have been defensive players. So naturally, they're picking a wide receiver here to help uh, Green Bay, aren't they? Sorry, to help Rodgers, aren't they? No. No, obviously not. They went no. and picked a defensive they've, they've player. Defense, yeah. They um, went and picked uh, Eric Stokes out of Georgia. Good cornerback. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, probably the second... Second... Not second string, is not what I'm trying to say here. Like... I think the top uh, cornerbacks are the ones that have already gone, the four that have already gone. After this, you've got the two from Georgia and there was a couple more, which I can't quite remember. Um, I, I, I'm surprised. Look, I don't know what the Packers organisation can do more to annoy Aaron Rodgers each season. I mean, he won MVP last season. If Aaron Rodgers comes to you and said... Can you please get me a wide receiver in the first round of a draft? You go and get Elijah Moore, who's still on the clock. You go and get Terrace Marshall, who's still uh, in the draft. Like, just get him a wide receiver opposite Devontae Adams. Um, Absolutely. As I've said a few times on the podcast, like, he's looking better this season than he's looked ever. And they're just ignoring him. They're refusing to trade him. He wants out and they pick up a cornerback. I mean, in my mock draft, I also had them picking up a cornerback. I had them picking up Greg Newsom, which wasn't the right one um, out of Northwestern. But, you know, as you say, you look at their history of the draft and they just keep picking defense. Um, They've and, got a good I defense, mean, obviously. Yeah. They just keep picking defense. But it's it's one of those, like, Aaron Rodgers is not going to win another Super Bowl ring unless they help him on offense with another receiver. Like, they've, they've got... Um, 
they've just signed a running back to a four-year deal. Okay, so that's perfect. You've got Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams at wide receiver. Yeah. You've got Robert Tonyan, who's done well. Obviously, they've got Alan Lazard, who I think is still with them, but is not quite that elite level to get uh, a you know a, a ring for them. Now, yeah. At the same time, I can understand them picking a cornerback after uh, Kevin King's disastrous performance against you in the championship game. He got beat on three plays for three touchdowns. So it's a bit like, yeah, we need help at cornerback. But at the expense of a wide receiver to help Aaron Rodgers, yeah, it's a bit uh, daft. I I had them taking Alex Leatherwood at this point, actually, who you had going to the Vegas Raiders when he went to Vegas. Um, But yeah, I don't know what they were really thinking. Yeah, I mean, nothing against Eric Stokes. Great cornerback, um, some really good footwork, um, really clever guy. Um, but as you say, there's more needs on offense than there is on defense for the Packers. And as I say, I, I picked them taking defense. I picked them taking a cornerback even. I got the wrong cornerback. But yeah, they definitely needed to pick something up on offense there. But uh, I know we said that we were going to try and speed this up, but we've not because we like talking. So uh, for anyone yeah. who's still listening at this point, thank you. We only have three more picks to go. Um, <laughs> Jake, take it away. Pick 30, Buffalo Bills. So Buffalo Bills, number 30. I had them taking the defensive end out of Miami, Jalen Phillips. Uh, who did you have? I had them taking a cornerback from Florida State in Asante Samuel junior still a very good cornerback um yeah, fantastic. at this point so i thought that would have been a good pickup for them and they actually took um jalen phillips miami partner in gregory Ruseu, if that is the correct uh, correct pronunciation of that name um, i would say Ruseu, yeah he he forgo his 2020 season after stacking up 15 and a half sacks in 20 19 he's proved his point he didn't need to play last season and it, it, it's a good pickup for um for bills uh as well obviously they brought back um whose name has escaped me as you will notice guys i do this a lot and have to check the um matt <laughs> milano talk of everyone yeah. uh, matt milano who i thought could potentially come to the titans if we um want you know if, if he was available in free agency but he'd re-sign with yeah. the buffalo bills um I mean, that, 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 that's good edge players for them there. They've got Matt Milano. Um, they've got um, Carlos Basham Jr. as well, uh, who they've got in the second round. They've got Gregory Rousseau. They've got Ed Oliver, who they drafted in the first round a couple of seasons ago. AJ Epineza. Like, that, that's a scary defensive line. And I have to, we have to play sure. them next season. Both teams have to play them next season. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um Having said that, though, I can't see Rusayu as a starter from the beginning. I can see him starting by the end of the season, um, but not straight away. So uh, if one of us manages to get them at the start of the season, um, we don't have to worry about Rusayu. Um Well, the schedule comes out on the 12th of, um, 12th of May, so we'll find out. Yeah, so we're 10 days out from that, um, it being the second at time of record. But... Um, yeah, a, a great fit for the Bills, I think. Um, already a pretty formidable side. Um, and I think he is only going to improve that, certainly as uh, a secondary to start with. But I can see him starting by the end of the season. Um, 31. 
uh, Kansas City Chiefs were in 30, uh, 31st place to pick in this draft. Um, they Just before the draft, they um, did a trade with the Baltimore Ravens, who um, uh, Orlando Brown want, didn't want to be with Baltimore Ravens anymore. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs needed a starting left and right tackle, so naturally they went and um, traded for the player. And t- to be fair, that's as good as picking in the first round of the draft. Um yeah. So uh, the 31st pick is now with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I had Kansas City uh, taking Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia, the uh, outside linebacker, because they also need help on um, edge. But obviously, they're not, they're not picking anymore. Who did you have the Chiefs taking? Uh, I had the Chiefs taking the tackle Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan. Because they needed um, a tackle. Because <laughs> they absolutely needed to short that uh, O-line again. Um obviously they didn't pick in round one at all um and Baltimore Ravens picked up Jason away as you say defensive end out of Penn State um yeah, yeah. I think great great athlete overall um he could potentially start immediately for the Ravens uh when you look at the tape on away it's just it blows you away I think um obviously there's some improvements required there but sorry say that again it blows you away Oh, I see. I there see. we go. Punning, punning. <laughs> Not even a dad yet, and you're punning like a dad. Um, but to say that we're both very tired, <laughs> that was yeah, pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, phenomenal player. Um, great addition for the Ravens. I, um, yeah, he'll be a starter, like you say. Uh, I, I think purely because um, they had Matt Judon leave and go to uh, the Patriots. Um, so it, it's almost a like-for-like replacement. They've got um, Jason Oway uh, in there uh, as a replacement for Judon, and I think he'll be an instant starter, like you say. Mm-hmm. Um, pick 32, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jake, take it away. So the best for last, of course. Um, I, I had them picking up the offensive linebacker out of Georgia, uh, Aziz Ojolari. Um I did get that wrong. I got the position right, but I, I got the actual player wrong. Who did you have the books picking up? I had them taking Levy uh, on was uh, Levy on Wazurike, uh, out of Washington um, mm-hmm. because you've got a couple of defensive players who have re-signed with you this season on a one-year contract who are yeah. who are getting on a bit, but they're on big, obviously big deal contracts. It's like ten million for one year. Uh, I thought you'd maybe sign a backup defensive tackle to maybe take the starting position next year. Um they didn't uh, pick that in uh uh they didn't pick either of those in the end. Uh they actually took um Joe Tryon out of Washington. Uh so same same college uh, you know as my pick but a, just a different position. Mm-hmm. Defensive end uh for you guys I, I mean you're sort of spoiled for choice here, aren't you? Because if you go and look at your defensive line before you even pick up um, um, uh, Joe Tryon, like it's it's pretty good. Sorry, I'll let, I'll let you speak. You let me speak mostly for the Titans pick. I'll let you pick, uh, speak about this, see how you feel about it. Yeah, a great, a great pickup for the Bucks. Um, I mean, you know, he has the potential to be a starter straight away, obviously. Um, with who we've got on the one-year option this season and um, based on last season we absolutely don't want to mess with the formula but 
um joe try and spending a year under um everybody that we've got the books i mean i could mention a number of names at this point as to who it would be great to be learning under but to be learning under any and or all of them uh to be working with um top balls as well um to have him in as a pass rusher joe try and uh, looks fantastic i don't know if you've seen any of his film from college he's he's looking great um he's just not stopped working out since um you know he's he's just not had a, a switch off like um you know most people do he's just pushed through he's kept going um he did a couple of works out workouts with the books and um arians was was noted saying um that they watched him and they were just utterly blown away like as soon as they watched uh, his workout they thought absolutely we are picking joe trying no matter what um we will do whatever it takes to get him um so yeah not at all a surprise that he's coming in out of washington uh, i think he's going to be a great fit for the books potentially we're not really going to get to see him play till next season um but obviously uh, touch wood that we don't have any but uh, injuries aside uh, you know if injuries happen we we could be seeing joe try and start this season um, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I hadn't really heard the name as as much as I watch college football. I, I, I it, it's difficult to track every single college player. One hundred percent. I've got to say, I only um, you know, looked into him after we made that pick on Friday night. Um, but you know, I spent a good good amount of time on Saturday, uh, scrolling through his Instagram, looking uh, up film on him, and phenomenal, phenomenal. Um. I, I need to go away and do that. I need to go and watch some tape on uh, Joe Tryon. Uh, but, I mean, it's like you say, um, will he be a starter next season? Probably not. But, I mean, if, if maybe he comes down in on third down defence every now and again. Um, I, you know, he, he's got the likes of Shaquille Barrett, um, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, um, uh, and Undomican Sue and Vita Vey to sort of learn from. Yeah. So I mean, if you can't pick up some tips from them in that Super Bowl winning defense, then uh, yeah, he's probably not going to be on the roster for long. I I imagine he's going to have a really <laughs> successful career with you guys, but um, yeah, just I just need to go away and watch some tape. Yeah, absolutely. And that brings us to the end of round one. I think we're going to omit our two-tone computer section as we've been rambling away for a good hour and 27 minutes at this point um so we will not assault your ears for any longer with a two-tone computer as well yeah we, we can move that into next week uh obviously we knew we mm-hmm. know what we're gonna be talking about uh what we were gonna have in this week but you'll have to um you'll have to wait until next week um to tune in to see what we were gonna speak yeah. about it was a good little section, but um, yeah, like Jake says, we we don't want to bore you any longer with uh, draft picks <laughs> and uh, things like that. So to everyone who is still listening in, thank you very much. It means a lot to us and we will see you next week. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just to reiterate, we, we, we get so excited about every individual listen that happens on the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Sounds really insincere saying it every week, but we really do mean it from the bottom of our hearts. So thank you very much for tuning in each week. Just quickly. Sorry. Uh, Go on. I, I know we said we don't want to assault uh, anyone's ears, but I'm going to dob your wife in here a second. And it's fine because she's not going to hear it. And shall I tell you why? Because she admitted to me the other day when 
we went out to the pub that um, she likes to up our listens by putting it on and muting the podcast. She mutes the podcast. (laughs) So it's fine. Emily, thank you very much for giving us more views. I have dubbed you into your husband, but you're not going to hear that I've dubbed you into your husband. So, you know, don't worry about it. (laughs) However, um, Frankie, uh, our son, does... Mine and Emily's, just to clarify, not mine and Sam's, um, does, <laughs> does enjoy listening to the podcast whenever he can. There was that one episode where we covered uh, S.I. Wilson and uh, Deshaun Watson, um, where that's one episode that he's not allowed to listen to, but otherwise he does listen to, to every episode that we do. I and didn't even think really about excited that. excited by every week. Yeah, probably, probably not the best podcast for him to listen to. Just that episode, I think. Otherwise, yeah. he enjoys listening to it. He has no clue what's going on. He's only seven, but he he loves to listen to it every week. He goes, it's, it, he tells anybody that listen um, that Daddy and Uncle Sam do a podcast that he's really happy to to that he loves to listen to, and it's about the NFL, and he loves the NFL. So, so yeah, he's our biggest fan. That's all we can ask. Sorry, Emma, you've he been is. usurped. Frankie's our biggest fan. You're you're in second place. However, Emma, we do need to get that uh, throwing competition sorted so that me and oh, Sam yeah. can get our engra- engraved glasses. I mean, sorry, so that you can show us that you can catch the ball. She can. Uh, oh, right. She we will. We will leave you. Uh, yeah, we'll just we'll just leave you be now. We've uh, we've um, rattled on a bit too much here, I think. So, uh, from uh, Jake and myself, thank you. See you later. Yep. See you next week.